Welcome to another day where I bring you figs from the brink. Today's fig, diptychal nihilism. When quotations become household vocabulary, their overuse dooms them to cliché. When a quotation becomes cliché, its subtextual sensuous meaning flattens beneath the weight of the obvious. To avoid this, writers are told to avoid common expressions and household quotations, but as with many of the rules of writing, unless writers dig further into the logic behind this guidance, its generality suffocates the logic, leaving only a vacuous stricture behind. The core reasoning behind avoiding household expressions, such as icing on the cake or sharpest tool in the shed, lies in individuality. No one ever praised Shakespeare for being derivative or Tolkien for writing what everyone else wrote already, or Wilde for his confirmation to popularity, because that's not what writers do. The best writers are the people best at upholding themselves. They leave pandering and watery phrasing to politicians. No one cares who you are if you are presenting scientific data or writing a car manual or analyzing the rhetoric of the catcher in the rye, of course, but even there, poignant and concise phrasing, which erupts from individuality, determines quality. Stiff strictures aside, when the writer waters cliché phrases with fresh meaning, their tired usage blooms into a profound flower. There's a famous and now oft-quoted line from The Usual Suspects. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. The etymology, so to speak, of this line goes back much further, but the idea remains unchanged. In the movie, the quotation likens a criminal's misdeeds to the devil. In context, the quotation illustrates how evil thrives by diverting attention from itself. The line's usage in The Usual Suspects peaks from the idea's etymology as the most salient influence on its rise to household fame, but the line also solidified the idea's recognition outside of religious context. Science and religion, an age-old conflict. I am agnostic, which is a fancy identifier for the people who answer whether they believe in gods or divinity with a shrug. A scientific, secularist response to a theological inquiry. Yet, there is still truth to be found where the devil hides. Agnosticism magnetized me to nihilism, which I retreated into like a turtle into its shell. I asked life what it meant, and it refused to answer. Whenever asked the question, what is the meaning of life? I answered half-heartedly, to enjoy it. But in my darkest moments, a different answer boomed in my head. To suffer. According to a survey by the National Institute of Mental Health in 2017, an estimated 17.3 million adults in the United States had at least one major depressive episode. This number represented 7.1% of all U.S. adults. Depression treats everyone differently. To me, it slithers in and out of the world without ostensible cause. When confronted by tribulation, the devil whispers in my ear, Give up. Even after I realized the presence of the devil, I could not confront him. I say him because the devil presented himself in my own voice. I remained unable 
to force him from my side, and he whispered maledictions in my ear even during golden moments. The devil sucked the joy I felt from my first relationship. He stole my passion for acting during the pandemic. He convinced me I would never attain greatness. He predestined me as a Harry that never left the cupboard, a Lucy that never entered the wardrobe, and a McFly that never met Doc Brown. I did not realize I had retrieved my Excalibur until I stood in front of the devil. The Stone was a famous little book I read years earlier, Victory Frankel's Man's Search for Meaning, and the sword a dazzlingly transformative quotation, though at the time I subsumed it into my arsenal yet ignorant of its significance. Ultimately, man should not ask what the meaning of his life is but rather must recognize that it is he who is asked. In a word, each man is questioned by life, and he can only answer to life by answering for his own life. To life, he can only respond by being responsible. Armed with nothing but a metaphorical sword, I fought the devil. He lives, but now he bleeds in my vision. I see him hiding in nihilism. I am a product of my generation. I was born in June of 2000, making my Chinese zodiac a golden dragon. This personal identifier is meaningless to the objective sciences, but its fantasy is a glowing sigil in the subjective mind and a ward against the devil hiding in nihilism. Silly as it may seem, my optimism for life melted with the death of fantasy in my mind. There would be no call to adventure, and placed in diptych, fantasy brimmed with infinitely more meaning than reality. How could my life ever compare? This fantasy-obsessed nihilism blooms in the postmodern edifice of boundless escapist entertainment, and precisely because comparing our lives to fictional ones is ridiculous, our egos doom ourselves to stagnate in ignorance. For the depressed, do not ignore the devil. They are there. For the depressed, meaning is picked, not given. For the depressed, live literary lives. As one of my friends once told me, life can be a fantasy too.